Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Sobrang daming magagaling na babae na naglalaro ng basketball pero gini-give up na lang nila yun kasi wala naman ang papupuntahan. Pagtapos mo ng college, parang end game na, wala na. Doon hanggang doon na lang. Hi, I'm Siege Tantanko and you're listening to Go Hard Girls. We tell the stories of incredible Filipina athletes, the challenges they face, and imagine a world where the sports industry is better for women. We've spent the last few episodes talking about the NU Lady Bulldogs basketball team. When we started, they were at 80-0. At the time of this podcast, they've extended it to 95-0 and one win away from their sixth championship. These women have built a legacy in the UAAP. If they were men, the question wouldn't be whether they get to play pro, but what pick in the draft they'd be. In this episode, we'll wrap up our story on the NU Lady Bulldogs with a hard look at our girls' career options as athletes, its effects on the Gilas Filipinas national team, and where we go from here. I'm Ria Nabalan. Five years, five rings. Ria's the type of player to push her other teammates towards the microphone. She doesn't flex on Instagram, is never the first to speak up in press conferences. But while she may be low-key, her game sure isn't. NU's winning streak defined Ria's college career. In her five years as a point guard with the Lady Bulldogs, Ria graduated with 80 wins, zero losses. In 2018, her last year, Ria scored 40 points in a single game. She joined Raiza Palmera and Alana Alim of FEU, the only two players to do so in the history of women's basketball in the UAAP. From the very beginning, Ria was breaking barriers and the rules. Nung grade 3 po ako, tinuruan ako ni Papa mag-basketball dun sa court namin. Tapos, nagulat na lang siya na din na ako pumapasok ng klase ko, nagkakating klases ako para maglaro ng basketball. She had to wait until high school to play competitively because her grade school didn't have a team for girls. Tapos, dun ko nalaman na may mga palarong Maynila, ganun. Manila meet, NCR meet, palarong pambansa. So, yung una namin, yung district meet, Yan, nanalo kami doon, nag-level up, nag-abot kami sa Manila meet. Buong third year ko doon, division meet lang kami, hindi kami nag-Manila meet. Tapos nung last year ko, nung third year ko doon, umabot na akong division meet, nakalaban namin yung Changkai. So nakita nila maglaro, nirecruit nila ako. Changkai Shek High School's Lady Blue Dragons, a powerhouse program for women's basketball. Sa Changkai, ayun, ang dami ko natutunan doon, mas lalo na-develop yung skills ko. The Lady Blue Dragons became back-to-back champions of the Women's Basketball League and Palarong Pambansa in 2013 and 2014. In 2013, Ria was awarded WNCAA MVP. 
And on top of all that, she won more than 15 medals as a track and field athlete. It was only natural that Coach Patrick Aquino would recruit her for NU. 2014 brought her a UAAP Rookie of the Year award and the start of NU's winning streak. Siguro, yun na yung pinaka-bonus para sa akin. Kasi naging part ako dun sa 80-0 na yun. Pero di ko naman yung magagawa ng ako lang mag-isa. Siyempre, nandiyan yung team para magawa namin yun. Thankful ako sa kanila kasi binigyan nila ako ng chance maka-feel ng 80-0. was already playing for NU when their men's team won their first championship since 1954. From that squad, Troy Rosario would become the second overall PBA draft pick and sign a three-year rookie max contract with TNT worth 8.5 million pesos. NU has also produced Ray Ray Parks, the second overall draft pick in 2018. And those who don't make it in the PBA? Well, there's no shortage of opportunities, whether it's the ASEAN Basketball League, regional leagues like the MPBL, even small commercial leagues. There's a place to play for every player at every level. What about Ria? My exam ako bukas sa Navy. Ay, mag-Navy ako. Because there's no professional or semi-professional women's league in the Philippines, some female athletes join the military, Navy, Army, Air Force. This kind of work gives them a stable monthly income, while also letting them represent the military in minor basketball leagues. Since this interview was recorded, Ria has cracked the exam and joined fellow UAAP standouts Trixie Antiquera, Andrea Tonko, and CJ Senyo in the Navy. Magsusundalo ka ba para lang mag-basketball? Hindi, gusto ko talaga magsundalo. Pero syempre, bonus na yun, may basketball pala doon. I want to believe that there's an alternate universe out there where Rhea gets a rookie max contract and gets to buy her family a car, a house, stuff we see PBA players do. Or at the very least, play the sport she loves as a career. This dream isn't just Ria's. It's the dream of all her teammates. Napag-uusapan niyo ba yung dream niyo para sa women's basketball? Siyempre. Yung sana after namin ng UAAP, sana meron din kami yung ibang mga leagues na professional league mm-hmm. para sa women's basketball. Kasi actually that talaga meron eh. Kasi sa ibang bansa may liga talaga na para sa babae, pantay-pantay. Sobrang daming magagaling na babae na naglalaro ng basketball pero gini-give up na lang nila yun kasi wala naman ang papupuntahan. Pagtapos mo ng college, parang end game na, wala na. Doon hanggang doon na lang. Unless makuha ka sa national team. Ito, yung batch nyo, ang dami nyo, di ba? Ang dami nyo magagaling sa team. And nabanggit mo nga, konti lang naman yung slot sa national team. Mm. So kung mag-aagawan lahat ng tao mm. doon. Parang ang hirap, di ba? Pag di sila napili, sana ako. Although may Navy, may Air Force or Army, pero same lang, limited slot lang din, di ba? Sayang naman. Or lalaro ka sa labas-labas <clears throat> na liga, yun na yun. Having a professional league isn't just a matter of principle. It affects the competitiveness of our national team. Jack Ganimam, whose voice you heard earlier, was part of the Philippine team for the 2017 FIBA Women's Asia Cup. Nasa India kami noon. Pupunta kami sa kainan. Hinarang kami ng mga taga-Australia. Tinunong nila kami kung 
meron daw bang pro league yung babae sa Pilipinas? Sabi namin, wala. Puro kami lahat college. Tapos tumawa sila, parang, okay, bakit ganun? Sila kasi meron silang pro league sa babae. So, kahit sa ang Asia, meron. Philippines lang talaga wala. Hindi ko alam kung bakit wala. As in, ultimo nga yung Fiji ha, yung maliit na bansa, meron silang uh, liga para sa mga babae. Pro league nila. Ang liit ng Fiji. Oo. Nalaman ko lang din yun dun sa FIBA. Kasi nasa Division 2 sila. Tapos yung mga naglalaro din sa FIBA Asia na ibang country, nag-i-import dun sa Fiji, ini-invite nila. So, inisip ko yung Pilipinas, medyo nakakaluwag-luwag naman tayo. but dito walang ganun, ba diba? Kaya siguro ang baba din ng ranking natin sa world pagdating sa basketball. As of FIBA rankings in 2018, the Philippines is 47th in the world. Higher than Fiji, but behind many smaller countries like Latvia, Belarus even the Virgin Islands. It's worth noting that among the top 10 countries, nine have a women's professional league. WNBA, Liga Femenina de Baloncesto. WNBL, League Feminine de Basketball. Turkish Women's Basketball League, Women's Chinese Basketball Association. First Women's Basketball League of Serbia. Brazil Women's Basketball League. Women's Japan Basketball League. The only top 10 team without a pro league is Canada. Canadian media, coaches, and players are calling to either build their own league or create a Toronto-based WNBA team. They aren't satisfied, and that's coming from the fifth best team in the world. Siyempre, as part of their coach, sana, siyempre, gusto ko yung makapaglaro rin sila after college, which is uh, what I'm trying to work on now as the basketball director for women's basketball here in the Philippines. And new coach Patrick Aquino is also the head of the Gilas Pilipinas women's program. While the NU girls are dead set on a professional league, Coach Pat, having seen the rise and fall of the WPBL, the many attempts over the years, is open to starting small. Not, not really a professional league for women's, but somewhat can support a little bit of what they want and do after playing college. Uh, they could still play at least three or four more years, you know, after just to enjoy. Because being in college, you're a college player, you study and then you play. Now that you're graduate already, it's just playing and it's more fun playing than, you know, thinking about lots of stuff. So that's what I want. And hopefully a sponsor might want to have a chance with these girls. And we're going to make it in the future. Coach. Just curious, why not fully-fledged pro-league rather than semi-pro? The problem is the funding again. Some of the sponsor might not really willing enough to give out that big amount of money because they don't know yet what will happen to this league. If there is a really possibility na it will be a successful one or just for for fun lang for on their part. But we hope na it would be a professional league. It's a jump start muna. Try it again. Try lang natin. And then it's a stepping stone for a bigger league. For now, Coach Pat rallies support for his players on an individual level. Like supporting former NU standouts Gemma Miranda and Afril Bernardino as they pursue their playing careers outside the Philippines. Actually, we sent them to 
Malaysia for international games. They've been hired as import. And it was a good thing for me, knowing that my players are being recruited as an import in other countries. It was good. We, we sent them there and you know the experience was good for them. And hopefully, every year na may tournament, makonsider ulit sila. Players like Gemma and Afril are proof of how much potential Filipino ballers have. And because they play in pro leagues abroad, they sharpen their skills for when they return to the Philippines to compete for Giles Pilipinas women. And for that, Coach Pat is grateful. I'm just happy with Afril and Gemma na nandiyan pa rin, even though walang professional team ang women's here. And that's one thing na yun ang maganda dun sa samahan namin sa NU. So really helping out every time na may kailangan or tulong. Up next, we'll take a look at the last time a major league organized a women's basketball tournament in the Philippines and why it only lasted one season. This episode wouldn't be possible without the support of our patron, the law firm of Ingles Laurel Calderon, the leading specialists for Philippine sports law and our allies in gender equality in sports. Did you know that the firm's founding partner, Eric, is the only Filipino member of the Court of Arbitration for Sport? He recently finished attending the 2019 CAS seminar in Budapest, Hungary, and the whole firm is excited to share the new developments in sports law with Filipino athletes. We're grateful for their support, and as they say in Hungary, Kusinum Sipen. The biggest chance our female ballers got came in the late 90s. The Philippine Basketball League, a commercial semi-pro league, organized a women's counterpart tournament. The WPBL ran from 1998 to 2000, and Coach Pat's Everbilena team were the back-to-back champions. It was here that Coach Pat established himself in women's basketball. The best shooter on that team, Julie Amos, is now an assistant coach for NU. Everbilena is also the key backer of NU today. The WPBL went on hiatus in 2000 and was revived in 2008, with Everbilena winning again. But the league folded again after difficulty securing sponsors. In 2015, the PBA organized a 3x3 invitational for women as a market test for how to run a women's tournament. Then, in 2016, they launched a formal 3x3 competition for women. Each existing men's team in the PBA was required to field a women's team. This would mimic how five teams in the WNBA have direct counterparts in the NBA. However, this only lasted one season. In this PBA-organized competition, women played during the halftime of men's games. Diba yung pag-halftime ang usually ano yun, mascot na sumasayaw? Mm-hmm. Tsaka pag-halftime, minsan ihiyan na yun. Ginawa mm-hmm. na yung mga tao. Ginawa pa talas Coach Pat also works with the PBA men's team Blackwater Elite. While he's glad that women got a shot, he disagreed with certain rules that seemed to handicap the women to prevent a single team becoming dominant. It was a good start kasi they tried to promote girls. The only problem with that is yung rules sila is yung mga national team he, hindi nagsasama-sama or some are not eligible to play because they're playing for the national team yung national team hindi pwede magsama-sama on my part kasi gusto ko yung 
Okay lang, magsama-sama kayo. Imagine if you told the Ateneo Blue Eagles to break up their team because they were too good. Or for some PBA context, it's ironic because that was the same year that then-Commissioner Chito Narvasa approved the trade that brought number one draft pick Christian Stan Hardinger to an already stacked San Miguel. Narvasa also came under fire for issuing a memo forbidding women from having short haircuts, which he called boycotts. Responding to criticism, he said it was a marketing move. How else would people know that they were women and not, this is the example that he used, high school boys? And to top it all off, the ads shown on the venue's LED screen and online marketing had the tagline, Baller Hotties. Wow, okay. To promote the league, selected Baller Hotties were featured on the website of their media partner. The photos had the players blowing kisses into the camera, hugging the basketball, lying tummy down on the floor while cupping their cheeks like a child. And the questions asked in the slam book style interview? <sighs> we had the annual Lady Bulldogs read them out loud. Who's the sexiest man? Oh my God. What do you like in an ideal man? Did you ever have a big crush on a PBA player? What's your favorite sleeping position? How do you make yourself sexy? Huh? In the eyes of me. <laughs> Basketball ba talaga yan? Ah, wait, article talaga yan? Ba't ganyan nyo nyo kala sila June Mar, sila James Yap? Di ba may nasa inyo yun? Si Andy Blatch, tatanungin ba nila lang ganyan? Diba? Sige nga, I dare you, tanungin nyo sila lang ganyan. Ewan ko lang kung di ba kasapakin pa sila nung magtatanong yan. Diba? Paano kung may teammate ako na mataba siya? Pero kahit mataba siya, ang galing-galing niya. Tapos hindi siya ma-feature dun sa article na yun kasi sobrang stereotypes nila na maganda lang. Bakit? Di, di lang naman lahat ng magaganda, di ba? Kaya ka nga nagbabasketball kasi magaling ka, may skills ka, may talent ka. Hindi dahil lang sa ganda. Di ba? Dapat yung ma-showcase dun, yung galing mo and yung talido mo maglaro ng basketball. Kahit sobrang galing mo, hindi ka mapapansin. <laughs> Bakit? Yung mga pibay pair, hindi naman lahat gwapo ba? People say, at least it's a start. Look at volleyball. In the early days of women's volleyball coverage, a lot of it was about their looks. Galleries of bikini photos, ranking the prettiest players, roundtable articles where male sports writers were talking about their volleyball crushes. I'll never forget one article with the title, Can You Guess the Volleyball Just by Looking at Her Body? From there, the following has grown, and now you have thousands of fans who respect the game. It worked for volleyball. Why shouldn't other women's sports go through the same process? Is this a necessary growing pain? The price women have to pay to gain respect. Siguro naman hindi. Sige, balik ulit tayo sa lalaki. Bakit yung lalaki ba pinag-trunks nyo muna bago sumikat? I mean, bago mapansin ang tao. Di ba hindi naman? So sa tingin ko naman kahit sinong player, babae man yun o lalaki, hindi niya dapat kailangan pagdaanan yung ganong pace. Kasi lahat naman tayo naglalaro eh. Di ba? So siguro by playing a certain sport, Siguro enough na yung paglalaro natin ng sports na yon para makilala tayo ng ibang tao and makuha natin yung attention nila. You may not have heard about these articles, but they found their way to foreign media. The Australian media network SBS listed the league in their roundup titled, 10 Times Women in Sport Faced God-Awful Sexism. My theory, Coach, is that maybe marketing it this way actually hurt 
the viability of the league? W- one thing is yes, it did hurt the viability of the the league itself. And second, yung sport mismo, medyo na hurt din kasi when they got that 3x3 thing, yung ibang players na talagang magagaling didn't participate because of they had the rules on the athletes itself that they should be like this, like this, like this. Which is, why? Why naman? Why, why do you have to have that kind of rule? They had a memo that the girls were not allowed to wear long shorts. Yes. So some of the girls that you know wanted to play really backed out after that. Yung sabi ko ngayon. So, palagang sa akin lang is sayang lang yung opportunity na merong ganun. What Coach Pat wants is for the basketball community, that's leagues, sponsors, and media, to give more focus to the game itself. Like, for example, yung UAP. Why not show some of the games in elimination? Not, not just the championship game. When you show championship games, it's just one or two games. And that's it. You wouldn't see another women's basketball for a long time. Like what they're doing with the men's volleyball. They're showing men's volleyball early in the morning. Why not do it for the women's basketball side? Ako kasi, like for example, I wake up early and we have nothing to watch. I watch men's volleyball. Oh, wow, gagaling din pala. Magaling. And maganda yung, ano, uh, aggressive yung mga laro. So yung perception ko, nagbabago. And now you appreciate how volleyball is being played. Not just men's or women. As an ordinary person, when you watch TV, oh, may basketball. You could easily watch it for another 30 minutes or so. And then you change it probably. But you know, oh wow, maganda pala yung game eh. Magaling palang basketball player na women eh. So the perception might change. Time to stop with the half measures and pwede na yan. Give women the best and put them in the position to succeed. Take Chris, kasi diba, ganun naman ang, ang business eh. Malay nyo, di ba? Yun yung pinakagusto talaga namin. Na sana, sana magkaroon talaga na for forever <laughs> yung hindi ito try lang try lang natin and hopefully with the help of media maging one of the jumpstart of Philippine women's basketball what does the dream league look like up next we'll take a look at how one of the world's biggest leagues for women's basketball leaned into women's empowerment as its biggest strength stay with us we'd also like to give a special thanks to our backer Nicola De Vera Nicola was one of the chairs of Cornell Johnson Women in Technology, the only student-run MBA conference dedicated to creating supportive spaces for future female tech leaders to access knowledge and mentorship on strategies for success. She leads Growth for Tala, a mission-driven technology company committed to expanding financial access to millions of underserved people globally. She plays a key role in driving initiatives that empower and celebrate their Filipina customers. Deladon, a lot of space, takes it in and lays it home! Like many Filipinos, I didn't watch the WNBA growing up. I didn't have cable, YouTube wasn't a thing yet in the 90s, and I never heard about them on the local news. I began to be interested in the league when I started working in sports. And this year, I got a WNBA league pass for the first time. I'd set my phone's alarm to 5.50 a.m. with the all-caps letters, Wake up! It's the WNBA! And watch the Washington Mystics break several records in a single game. 
Liz Cambage give mic drop interviews after Las Vegas Aces games. If they can't handle it, get in the weight room or get out of the post. So. And I kept thinking to myself, I wish we had this here. This game is for the future, for the culture, for the change makers. We don't just play this game. We celebrate it. What I love about the WNBA is that it doesn't try to think, what is the easiest way to sell female athletes to a male audience? Instead, it's just women being badass. Here's Tina Charles of New York Liberty, followed by Alyssa Thomas of Connecticut Sun. I have to bring it every single night. There's not one possession that I take off in the game. It's all about doing whatever it takes to win. As a league, the WNBA and its member teams use their platform to make a social impact. In 2019, Phoenix Mercury pledged $50 to an animal welfare charity for every block by Brittany Griner, raising $3,000 on 60 blocks. The Washington Mystics celebrated Breast Health Awareness Week by wearing pink jerseys, then auctioning them off to raise money for breast cancer screening services. The league is unapologetically female-driven, even when taking a stand could be controversial. When women across America protested President Donald Trump's comments and actions towards women and the defunding of Planned Parenthood, the WNBA released an ad showing players reenacting the Women's March in Washington, D.C. The ad said, We stand for equality, and launched the Take a Seat, Take a Stand program. $5 from every WNBA ticket was donated to charities supporting women. Every ticket purchased also sponsored a ticket for a young girl. Ticket sales, viewership, and merchandise sales all went up. That said, the WNBA isn't perfect. Even at their level, the gender gap still exists. And I'll get drafted in the first round. My rookie contract, $4 million. My rookie contract will be $40,000. That ad was part of WNBA star Skylar Diggins-Smith's campaign for fairer pay. WNBA players aren't expecting to make the same as NBA players, who admittedly have a larger viewership and bring in more sales. But there's a huge difference in the percentage of revenue paid to men and women. As of 2018, WNBA players are guaranteed just 20% of the league's revenue, while NBA players split about 50%. Because of this, Many WNBA stars take the off-season to play in higher-paying European countries, something that they hope will change under the next CBA. The athletes have also been targeted by online trolling from conservative male groups. While it's sobering that the WNBA still has to battle the gender gap after 23 years in operation, I look at their league and I still feel inspired because of how far ahead they are compared to our own situation and how even then, the players and teams keep pushing for more. This game is our everything. Our voice, our movement. This game if we are willing to make the same commitment, we can get there too. It'll take time. It won't be easy. But that's all the more reason to start now. We've spent the last few episodes with the NU Lady Bulldogs, the greatest dynasty that the UAAP, that Philippine basketball, has seen. We started our podcast with their story, 
because their journey captures so much of the struggle that many female athletes feel. They grew up without having enough camps for girls. They struggled to get sponsorships. Their games would be televised two days out of an entire year. There isn't a clear path after college. But they keep playing. Kasi gusto namin magkaroon ng pangalan. So through history, through achievements, dun nagkakaroon yung bosses yung women's basketball. They keep inspiring. Huwag mahiya, ilabas niyo ako kung ano yung lalabas yung galing. They keep dreaming. Not just for themselves, but for those who will come after them. Oh, at some point, oh, gusto ko maging coach. Gusto ko magtayo ng mga training camps, especially dun sa mga young girls na may potential. Kasi dun makikita yung isang babae kung may potential ba siya talaga maglaro ng basketball. And ma-develop siya para paglaki niya, ayan, maging part din siya ng UAAP and diba, why not sa national team. And sila pa pala yung mas magpapakilala ng Philippine women's basketball, diba? While women shouldn't have to break records to get noticed, they did. They balled so hard that people couldn't ignore them anymore. Every time they step on the court, they challenge what society thinks a basketball player is. With every game, they grab people's attention and direct it towards female athletes. And with every win, they send a message to the league, to the culture, to the girl thinking of whether she should pick up that basketball. Cynics will say that no streak can last forever. But no matter what happens, the NU Lady Bulldogs legacy will live on. Thank you to Coach Patrick Aquino, Jack Animam, Ria Nabalan, Monique Del Carmen, Mika Cacho, Jean Camelo, Kay Pingol, and everyone on the NU Lady Bulldogs. You can support women's basketball by watching the games and posting about them on social media. Tag us at underscore GoHardGirls on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook.com slash GoHardGirlsPH. Once again, this episode wouldn't be possible without the generous support of our patron, the law firm of Ingles Laurel Calderon. To learn more about the work they do in sports law, visit them on Instagram at ILC underscore law. And a big thanks again to Nicola De Vera, a strong woman supporting strong women. Her favorite female athlete, Alex Morgan of the USWNT. This episode was written by me, Siege Tantenko. Shout out to Mikel Bolante and Carl Javier for the assists. Our producer is Eka Messiona, and our editor is Nina Toralba of Puma Podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.